the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. I hope everybody being safe out there on the drive home. We actually got a little cool weather this morning. It was tremendous. I'm so excited. We have Kristen Guinea with us today, who is the executive director of the Angela House, which is a facility that helps women transition out of prison. So we're going to get to the interview of Kristen here in just one second. But let's go to prayer. Father God, we just come to you today with such gratitude on our hearts. We are so grateful for the miracles that you perform on each and every day to those that are addicted, those that are have strongholds in their lives, those that are overcomers. And Father, we just ask that uh, if anyone out there, either themselves or has a relative or a loved one who is in bondage, that they might listen to this show and be touched by the words that are yours and not ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Kristen, good to have you here on the program. Thank you for having me. Well, it's such a pleasure. As we were talking about before the show, um, there tend to be a lot more facilities and a lot more services uh, for men that are either terms of addiction and in terms of uh, a transition from prison into society. So it's great to have you here. Uh, tell us, what is the Angela House? So Angela House is a transitional living facility for women coming out of prison. We serve women coming out of our local jail systems as well as women exiting the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. The majority of our women have uh, offenses that are nonviolent. The three main offenses that women come to us with are drugs, prostitution, and theft. And, of course, all of those are interrelated. Oh, uh, They certainly are. And, and we see that pattern when people get into bondage, the bondage of addiction, for example. Then they steal in order to support their habit uh, because they sometimes have trouble holding jobs down. Uh, and also the prostitution in order to, to gain money. So we see that over and over again. So it's so wonderful that, that we have this, this facility. You know, from my perspective, I work with people. You know, the purpose of this show is to provide hope out into the community and for people to know that there is hope. There's hope through Jesus Christ. And when I have an opportunity to interview people that are doing what I consider kingdom work, and you certainly are, uh, it is it is such a blessing because, you know, there are many people who are transformed in prison, uh, but still, when they get out, there's a stigma. 
there's there's a you know they've they've got a record. They've, employers are reluctant to hire them. We we are fortunate to have second chance employers, but it's so wonderful for them to have a place. So let's say that um, uh, a relative of mine gets out of prison, um, a nonviolent offender uh, has been incarcerated for three or four years for a drug offense, whatever, and and comes to you. What what could she expect in the Angela House? We are a complete therapeutic wraparound community. So we offer addiction services, educational services, um, job skills training. But the backbone of our program is therapy. We have a staff therapist who does three group sessions every week with the women who reside at Angela House. And every woman does at least one individual session every week. We know from our own anecdotal experience and from studies that without unpacking the trauma that led to their criminal justice involvement, these women will return back to addiction. And so we've got to conquer those issues alongside helping them recover from those addictive uh, issues. Individual therapy, do you all incorporate any 12-step meetings or anything of that nature? Absolutely. From the very beginning when our women arrive, they are uh, required and encouraged to seek out a recovery community that is a best fit for them. And so we have women who are involved in AA, we have women who are involved in NA, we have women who are involved in Celebrate Recovery. Um, I constantly tell my residents that recovery is very personal, and so one group may not be a best fit for everybody. And while they're in the safe environment, the nurturing environment of Angel House, I really want them to seek out a group that can provide them support. Because when they move on to independent living, every layer of support will help them succeed. Amen. <laughs> you know, I was fortunate to meet you at, at a luncheon for the Open Door Mission. And of course, they have a very similar philosophy, which is a holistic philosophy, because you never know what particular aspect of a recovery program uh, of a transitional program is going to help a, a certain individual. And so you want to offer as many different choices as you can and uh, and let them find uh, w- what truly helps them. So uh, tell me, how did the Angela House get started? We were founded by a, a Catholic nun, Sister Maureen O'Connell, 20 years ago, actually. Um, before becoming a nun, Sister Maureen was one of the first female police officers in Southside Chicago, and she had a heart for criminal justice. When she left the police force, she uh, turned to social work. She recognized pretty early on that women were at a disadvantage in our criminal justice system because there are so few facilities and resources available to them when they exit incarceration. So she founded Angela House. Uh, We are now over by Hobby Airport in a wonderful facility that's very much set up like a dorm. We have tons of community spaces. Our women feel safe and nurtured and really a very home-like atmosphere. And that safety for them allows them to do the hard work that recovery demands. You know, I'm glad you brought us back to that because I meant to ask you about that a second ago. Uh, You know, the trauma that leads somebody into uh, a life like that is so often based on childhood and even early childhood. And people don't realize that. And unless people address that, then the chances are they're just going to drift right back into the same lifestyle. So it is so wonderful to have a facility where where they can address those problems because it's, it's not easy coming out of prison and then being thrust into society. You're parole. You're required to get a job. You're required to do this. You're required to do that. And, uh, you know, to have that kind of a ability is wonderful. Um, so Sister Maureen founded this back. Is she still involved in the? In the she is. Um, she sits on our board of directors and is involved in making sure the women are getting every every ounce of care um, and love that they need. So she is very present in our mission. 
you know, that's what we're called to do is, is be show the love of Christ, be the light of Christ in our lives. And, and so many of these people, whether it's men or women, they've never been loved. Not really. And certainly not by strangers or institutions or, or, or somebody like that. So, you know, I, I see as a pastor, I see that as one of my main jobs is to provide love to the unlovable. What people consider unlovable, we're all lovable. But in God's eyes, as you and I discussed also before this. Um, right. These women have been kicked in the shins every day of their existence, both in prison and out of prison. And so for them to feel that unconditional love um, from our staff and our volunteers is transformative in helping them become the person that God meant them to be. Amen. I'm uh, interviewing Kristen Guinea, who is the executive director of the Angela House, which is a facility that provides uh, services, transitional services, and holistic services uh, to women that are coming out of prison and tr- and wanting to transition back into uh, society and, and be a productive member of society. So if somebody's out there and they're listening and they have a, a, a relative that is in prison right now, what kind of steps would they need to take to get into the Angela House, into the program? We're an application-based uh, facility, and so we're in the literature that inmates receive at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. We're also in the manuals from the Harris County Jail, the Brazoria, and Montgomery County. Um, so they write us a letter, we send them an application, and then as best as I am able, I'll set up a phone interview just to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for us. And if we have a bed when they get out, they are welcome, and, and we open our doors and our arms for them. Well, recovery, transition, whatever we want to call it, whatever the application is, it's a two-way street. You know, we say in recovery, without God, I can't, but without me, God won't. <laughs> it, it does take a willing participant. So, Absolutely. And we find at Angela House, because we are a smaller facility, um, the majority of our women are not true first offenders. They have fallen multiple times, yeah. um, and they are finally at a point to recognize that whatever they have tried in the past maybe isn't working and maybe it's time to lean on somebody else and get some support outside of their own system. Well, you know, it's a term, different things, hitting bottom, a, a sense of desperation, no longer wanting to live the way you're living, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. And for those of us in recovery and, and, and uh, from whatever may have us in bondage, the, that takes different forms. But God's always there reaching out his hands to us. He's always there wanting to to bring us home and uh, like the prodigal son. And uh, he, he's just a wonderful, loving God. So well, I noticed um, that Sister Maureen has an interesting background, apparently was a Chicago police officer and chaplain and a clinical services director. And, and it sounds like you have people that have come from all different backgrounds working there at the Angel House. Tell us about your background. I'm actually... A lawyer by trade. I'm, I'm uh, a two lawyers here. <laughs> I hope everybody doesn't tune out now. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> um, so I've been a lawyer for two decades, actually. I was a prosecutor at the Harris County District Attorney's Office for 10 years. I did private uh, practice criminal defense for several years. And then I had the privilege of being an elected judge uh, for a little over five years in Harris County. Um, when that ended for me, I looked for opportunities outside of the courthouse where I could use my expertise about this population and the trauma and tribulations that they face. Wow, what a what an incredible background to see what that does operating in the the criminal justice system, and to see how you know lives are are just uh, ruined because of addiction and because of these other matters that you've mentioned. Uh, but there's always opportunity, as I said, we just talked about. God's always there, and uh, and you know when people are open to that, it's wonderful. So, but without people like you who are there to to, to help them, it's it's almost impossible. You know, it's one of the things that to transition to 
to overcome addiction, to be an overcomer, we've got to get rid of the pride. We've got to have humility and realize that we need help from other people. And it's a beautiful thing when you finally reach that point. You know, for me, you know, my listeners know that I'm in recovery. For me, uh, pride was a big stumbling block. And I think a lot of people in prison, too, you know, I'm too good for that. I'm puffed up. I'm going to be fine, you know. But it's such a wonderful thing when somebody hits their knees and begins praying out to God and, and, and asking other people who God puts in their way for help. So... I was going to say, I could not agree more. The common denominator, our women all have very similar paths, um, similar journeys that they've walked, but the common denominator for all of them is they're survivors, right? Um, they lived through trauma most of us cannot even begin to imagine, and they did that every day for decades, which is awesome because that's how they've gotten this far. But the flip side of that is they're used to doing it on their own and asking for help is something that is often seen as a sign of weakness. It is. And, you know, we're taught that in our society. You know, solve your own problems. You know, uh, from my perspective, be a man. You know, you know, uh, address the problem. And same thing for, for ladies. But, uh, you, you know, we're taught that in our society. But the truth of the matter is God put us all here to help one another. <laughs> and and, uh, and asking for help is really a sign of strength, not of weakness. But it's, it's hard to get that in our head. So how long have you been with the Angela House? Um, almost three years. Really? Wonderful. Wonderful. How did you first learn about it, or did you were, did you work as a judge with with? So, um, as a judge in Harris County, I was um, a star court judge, which is yes. success through addiction recovery. Um, we had a special drug docket that was different from regular dockets, and as part of that experience, I got to know Angela House as a facility. I would often send probationers there as part of their probation requirements. Um, so that they had a place, a safe place to recover and work on those foundational skills. Um, and then one of my judicial colleagues was also, is still on the board, Susan Brown. Um, and so when Sister Maureen left and this opportunity became available, and I didn't currently have a job because <laughs> the elections had gone the way they had, um, I decided this would be a great use um, to, you know, of all the experience and knowledge that I had in a different capacity. Praise the Lord. Uh, th- that's just wonderful. Uh, let's let's uh, go to a, a break if we could, and we'll be back in just one minute with Kristen Guinea, who is the executive director of the Angela House. In John chapter 5, Jesus asked the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? He'd been laying there, helpless, for 38 years. This is Pastor John Allworth of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and I want to invite you to our Sunday night services. We're a Bible-based, spirit-filled, non-denominational recovery church. You might say, well, I'm not in recovery. Well, not so fast. We are all recovering from something. It might be alcohol or drugs, or it might be depression, anxiety, anger, relationship issues, resentment, or shame and guilt over past mistakes. I ask you, do you want to be healed? Do you need a move of God in your life? The Bible is a book about recovery, and there is a vaccine. His name is Jesus Christ. We worship at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street, 77008. If you believe in the transformative power of a relationship with Jesus Christ, join us Sunday nights in the Heights. All right, we are back here with Kristen Guinea, who is the executive director of the Angela House. I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, I want to talk about your experiences as a judge. I want to talk about the differences between 
the uh, support services that are available for men and, and women. And then I want to talk about some of the successes of Angela House. And then finally, I want to talk about how people can get involved. We need to do all that in 10 minutes. We can, so, do, it. We can do it. Amen. So, um, you know, one of the things that struck me when you were talking is about how you were a star court judge. And I want to tell people out there, if you're sincere, if you, if you have a, a criminal problem, particularly if it's related to drugs or alcohol, and, uh, and you want to change your life, and you are sincere about getting into some kind of recovery program or transitional program, I'm telling you, things have changed in this country. Let's no longer throw the book at people that are really trying. Uh, it's, I've, I've had people, for example, be, be sentenced as part of their probation. They had to attend Break Every Chain or a Friday night ministry for a year. You've had people and sentenced them as a judge that they had to go to the Angela House. So that, that is, that's really um, makes my heart happy that, that judges and, and the criminal justice system are looking at that uh, in order to, to have an alternative to just incarceration. Could you comment yeah. a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, this, we have multiple drug courts in Harris County. We have a veterans court. We have juvenile courts. There are a ton of resources in our uh, large county that are available that folks going through the criminal justice system just may not know about. So um, those resources are available, and the judges very much want to help. Um, it doesn't do us as taxpayers, and it doesn't do us as members of society to have folks con- constantly going through the revolving door of the criminal justice system. The goal is and continues to be to treat those issues so that that st- problem stops. And ultimately, when we stop with one, we, we impact generations of substance abusers. Um, yes. By making families stronger, by laying those foundations, that's ultimately what the system wants. Yeah, and let me make a couple of comments on that. Um, one, um, you know, I've experienced this. I told you earlier, I'm, I'm a civil lawyer, personal injury lawyer primarily, but I do have gotten involved in criminal cases when I thought somebody was really trying to get sober, really trying to change their life. And I've had a lot of some experience with people who just want to come in. And I do believe that God can deliver somebody on the spot. But it, that's not going to impress a judge. Hey, I found Jesus. That's great. But what are you doing about what? What action are you taking? So we're talking to a lot of people who, who you know, aren't addicts that are if they're listening to the station primarily, but they know people who are and they have friends and relatives and loved ones and spouses and and uh, fathers and, and kids that, that are dealing with these difficulties. So. When you really start to take action and you really, I want to go to this program and this is why I want to go because I want to change my life, then, then the court systems, the judicial system recognizes that. But it takes action, not just talk. Right. Action steps and ownership. I realize I have yeah. an issue. I mean, it's, it's AA and it's, it's very core. Absolutely. You have to take responsibility. <laughs> you know, if you don't, you, you might as well go spend some time in TDC, I suppose. So, yeah, but if you do, things. Let's talk a little bit about the differences that are uh, men's programs and, and, and women's programs. So in Texas, what we know and across the nation are that men clearly make up the majority of the prison population. But in Texas, the rate of female incarceration has risen over 900 percent in the really? last 30 years. Wow. The male rate of incarceration has only risen 300 percent. So we're incarcerating significantly more females without the resources to reintegrate them when they leave. 
I think people think, particularly those that may not have any experience in the criminal justice system, that folks are going to prison, they should be taking that time out as a time to reflect and do better and be better. The reality is there just aren't a whole lot of resources in the prison system, and that's why groups like Open Door Mission, like Angela House, other secular and religious groups have to step into that gap and really provide those resources and the support systems when these people leave the criminal justice system so that they don't go back. Yeah, I mean, there's a another program. I think it's Thursday at the same time slot uh, called Crosswalk, which is oh, yeah. for men. You you know, Pastor I'm, I'm Kathy Vosberg is their executive director. Amen. Yeah, so they do they do great work. So and um, okay, let's talk about uh, folks. These pope people aren't just talking about it and just you know helping a few people. These people have, I mean. God has led these people into to helping, truly helping people transform lives. Let's let's talk about if you don't mind crowing a little bit. <laughs> so we'll we'll put aside our humility for a minute and and let's talk about some of the successes of the Angela House. Well, so I'm proud to say that when we invite women to come to our facility, of course we're not a lockdown facility. Um, our studies have shown that if women stay four months, we have an 87 success rate. That means only 13% of the women who we house who go through our program go back to prison within three years. What's that to compare to the normal population that doesn't? 90% versus 13% or something it's like that? The, the, the state and national range range between 40 and 60% recidivism yeah. rate. So Which the fact so that we have only a 13% recidivism rate speaks volumes about the approach, the therapeutic, the holistic, um, the wraparound services, the alumni services, all of it factors into our success rate. And then you've also provided how many meals? Uh, this may be an old statistic, but what, about 15,000 meals for Angela House since 2019? Right, yeah. I mean, that's, we're a community, so it's a big, giant home where we're providing three squares a day for our women. We've served over 500 women since we accepted our first resident. And when we think about the impact in our community, it's really easy to think, well, 500, that's not so many. But these women are sisters, they're mothers, they're daughters. They go back to a community of folks that love them and for them those members of the community to know these women have worked really hard to recover and to build those foundational skills that's only going to have generational impact oh i can tell you from personal experience that my family was so overjoyed when when i got sober and and you know uh, began living for the lord instead of uh, living for my i mean it, it there's a ripple effect you know it, it affects these because these ladies have kids they have sisters they have parents they have cousins they have and they see what the power of going through a program like this has done and the change and and it's not just 500 women it's 500 women to the 10th power whatever that my, my math skills used to be better but anyway <laughs> in any event yeah that, that's truly wonderful okay really important somebody has heard this program it's touched their heart how do they get involved so our website is really easy. It's AngelaHouse.org. My email's on there. There's a volunteer link. There's a donation link. We have an Amazon wish list that is always kept current. We love to have members of the community come in and just sit with the women, be in community with our women, mentor our women. Um, if you have a particular skill, cooking, resume writing, share it with our community. Um, if you have office skills, we have um, office books and letters that need sealing and stamped. And so there's something that everyone can help out at. But the main focus is just to reiterate to these women that normal people in the community care for them and want them to succeed. Yeah, that's what we talked about earlier. I mean, you, you just can't believe the power of showing love to somebody that's had such a difficult time. I mean, these people aren't, you know, 
raised with a silver spoon in their mouth and everything's perfect in their life and then they just decide to go out on a, a life of crime. I mean, there's normally all kinds of childhood trauma. There's all kinds of difficult circumstances. Abuse, either as a child or in a re- abusive relationship. Um, they've been, they've had a difficult time and, and, but they want it. The, the beautiful thing is they want to change. Absolutely. And they want to be better. And God's led them to, to, to you guys to, to help them out. And, you know, these kind of ministries, uh, all these meals that are served and all these successful integrate it, it costs money. So one of the things you can do if you don't have any time is you can donate money. I'm sure you have a donate now button on your, Absolutely. just like my church does. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, ministries, ministries take money. So uh, I'd really encourage you. Give that website again, please, one it's more time. AngelaHouse.org. AngelaHouse.org. And John, I would just say for any of your listeners, particularly the females that may be struggling with addiction or have a family member that is struggling with addiction, please email me. Even if they're not right for our residency program because maybe they're not coming out of prison, I will hook you up with resources and uh, and organizations within our community that can and will help you. Okay. Amen. Give your. I guess they can find it on the on the website. Yep, absolutely. You can. There's email, my email, and a general email on the website, and I will respond immediately. Well, you just transitioned into what I always say in my program, and that is, if you've got somebody out there that needs help, I can introduce you to somebody like, or at least I'll do my very best. Um, like Kristen that can help, or like Tommy Thompson over at the Open Door Mission. So you can email me at Pastor John, J-O-N, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. You know, we're a new church plant in the heart of the city at 240 West 18th Street. We're having an organizational meeting tomorrow to our regarding our outreach ministries. We're involved in addiction recovery, prison ministries, street ministry, homeless ministry. Um, you know, if you want to be part of a, a new church that really wants to act, really wants to do what Jesus Christ asks us to do, which is preach the gospel to all creation and to make disciples of all nations, join us at 240 West 18th Street at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.